Hey, everybody, welcome to the Talking Llama podcast, where my guest this week is Lucy Norris, the founder and host of the What It's Like with Lucy podcast. Lucy's podcast focuses on highlighting ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things, not just entrepreneurs or you know business owners, but people who maybe they have a nine to five and are just out there crushing it and knocking it out of the park. So our conversation today revolves a lot around kind of the art of podcasting and Lucy gives a really good perspective, and we just kind of talk about the podcasting philosophy and how, especially during the COVID-19 pandemic, helps get us that human connection that we are missing out on and that we still seek. Hope you enjoy this week's episode with Lucy Norris. Welcome to the Talking Llama Podcast, the podcast for podcasters. Thanks for stopping by as we discuss all things podcasting, like gear and creative processes, even marketing and promoting your brand. If you're looking to grow, monetize, or even just start your podcast, you're in the right place. The Talking Llama podcast is here to help you tell your story to the world with confidence. Here's your host, Ian Roth. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Talking Llama podcast. I have Lucy Norris, who's the founder and host of What It's Like with Lucy, where it's a podcast where she's speaking and highlighting ordinary people doing Awesome, extraordinary things. How are you doing this morning, Lucy? I'm good, thanks. Um, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. And I was checking out some of your episodes early earlier this morning, this morning, the time we're recording, and you know, lots of really cool people from all sorts of different industries. So what what made you go that direction? Well, I guess what made you start a podcast first? And then what was your inspiration to go that direction with it? Yeah, so um I'm uh, uh, sorry, I'm a multimedia journalist by profession. So um, I knew that I always wanted to do something in the space of broadcast, um, you know, and, and presenting or hosting or that kind of thing. Um, but I found myself working a nine to five in a corporate office um, doing digital content. And I had a really long commute to work. So I used to travel four hours a day to get to work and home again. Um, and I started to just get really bored of listening to you know, my, my Spotify playlist. Um, and so I discovered podcasts. I know they've been around for, for a while, but I hadn't really been a listener before. Um, and I came across shows like How I Built This um, and Diary of a CEO, all of Gary Vee's stuff. Um, and I noticed that after having listening listened to it on the bus on the way into work, um, I felt motivated and inspired when I got to the office more so than I did before I'd have listened to the show. So that feeling was something that, you know, I was really enjoying every day. And I, yeah, so basically I was having, I was noticing that I was feeling more inspired having listened to these uh, success stories and how people built their companies. Um, and so having a bit of, um, a, or having studied journalism and having the skills to, to set up, um, you know, a podcast, uh, I decided to just do it for myself. Um, I guess for me to learn, but also if I could replicate that feeling that I was having for other people. Um, and so, yeah, I guess the name just kind of came to me. I don't really know. Some, some people have asked me like, where did you come up with it? It just, it literally did just come to me, um, one morning. Um, and yeah, I just decided to really run with it. And what I wanted to do with mine, which is a little different to the stuff I was listening to, was um, open it out to include not only entrepreneur stories, but, you know, real life success stories in general. So I wanted to chat to 
a multitude of people that have been through a variety of different things in life, but they all have one thing in common, which is the fact that they have become um, successful in some way or another. And I wanted to really explore how they did that and what it was about each person um, that put them in the situation that they ended up in uh, today. Um, so yeah, that, that's what I set out to do. And sorry, I've forgotten what your other question was. Was it how, how do I get my guests or? No, no, that was it. I think you okay. answered everything. And I like, I like where you're going with it. And I just, I'm curious, what are some of the themes you've seen since you're looking at people who have become successful, whether it's with their own business or just in their professional lives? What, what are some of the, the themes you've seen in successful people, if there are any? Yeah, so one thing that has been really evident throughout all of my conversations, no matter, you know, if it's speaking to an entrepreneur or someone that's um, survived a really traumatic incident or an author, whatever it is, uh, mindset is everything. So it's been really incredible for me to hear these people speak on on what they've done, but not just hear them explain, you know, the bare bones of it, but their take on the incident or, or on on the world in general when they're giving their bits of advice it's all so positive and i think it's that drive that each of them have from having the mindset of creating this opportunity you know if i want something to happen i need to make it happen for myself and the ambition and drive that you can see throughout each person like, you know, despite the fact that they're in such different fields to each other, it's all the same that they have a really positive, strong mindset that's pushed them through anything that they've encountered. I think that's one thing that's really stood out to me. Um, the other thing, I don't know, I think it's just the openness and the willingness to learn and to admit when they've made a mistake as well. Um, you know, not one person, despite the masses of success that they've had has been, you know, come across as arrogant or anything like that. They're all very willing and open to recognize when they've made mistakes and, and eager to learn from other people to know how to fix it. Um, I think that's something else. Those are, those are both good points, not just for podcasting, but just for like leadership and being successful in, in, in your life. So I like that having a positive mindset and the willingness to Commit yourself to lifelong learning and admit when you make mistakes. Those are those are awesome points, Lucy. Yeah, no, it's just it's just been. Um, I know we were, we were mentioning Scott Stockdale earlier, and one thing he said to me when we were chatting was, you know, this whole experience has been like doing a mini MBA for me, and that resonated with me so much because it's so true. You learn so as much as you set out to to be a platform to share these stories to inspire others. I'm learning so so much from chatting to these people. And I feel like my mindset has changed from when I started, you know, the last week in January to now um, the last week in May, it really has done a 180, um, you know, and I'm, I'm finding myself taking on little bits of things that these people have said or, or you know, thinking twice about things before before I act on them because of something that I've learned from someone that I've spoken to. So yeah, it's, it's a really powerful tool both to listen to, but also being a host, you, you learn so, so much, which has been incredible. That's great, Lucy. And you mentioned one of my favorite podcasts earlier, so I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you more about it. But uh, How I Built This with Guy Raz is one of the first podcasts I listened to and got me into podcasting because I think the stories are just so inspiring. Do you happen to have a favorite How I Built This episode? 
Yeah, so I, I agree completely with you. It's also one of the first ones that I listen to. And I just, I, I love Guy Raz as a host as well. He's just so, so effortlessly good, I think, at getting people to tell their stories. Um, I love the story behind Vice. Um, I don't know if you know Vice Media. Yes. Or if you listen to that one, that's definitely, I, I guess it's because it's so related to something that, or my industry or what I work in, but I just thought that story was incredible. And, and the way he got them to tell it was so, so cool as well. So that would definitely be my favorite. Do you have a favorite? Yeah, so this is going to sound weird coming from a guy, but I really like Sarah Blakely, Sarah Lively, uh, Sarah Blakely, the CEO and founder of Spanx. I, know, oh, I, yeah. I found her found her story fascinating. Granted, I'm not in her target market or anything, but I just thought that was really, it's how she started and having all the boxes of, of Spanx in her home and her apartment. And like she couldn't even come in the door and she was doing everything herself. I just thought it was really inspiring. And that's where many entrepreneurs start. And, you know, look where they are as a company now. Yeah, I think it's so crazy to hear. You know, because I think it's so easy to just look at these people and imagine that they, they had overnight success. Um, you know, and you could never imagine them going through hardships looking at how successful they are now. But that's why I think that series is so cool to he really goes back to the very beginning and the very um, basis of it all. And to hear the years and years and the hard work and the graph that went into some of our favorite brands is mind blowing. I don't think without something like that, you would ever really understand what it took to build these global brands that we know today, which I really like. Yeah. Just like you said, it makes them more human almost Lucy. It's like, yeah. you know, you, we, we see them on a pedestal now with all their success and like, you know, they were just like me at one point in their life trying to figure out, you know, like how to do anything or start their business in its infancy. So it makes it so relatable and just personally gives me hope in uh, the passion projects I'm doing. Yeah, I think that's what it is. It's, it's that exactly what you said there. It gives you hope. And I think that's what I was feeling um, when I mentioned, you know, feeling more inspired and motivated after having listening to it. It makes situations that, uh, I guess, seem unattainable, something that you could do in your life. Um, and that to me is just a really, really powerful thing to be able to to give back to people and to have people listen to. So yeah, I definitely agree that that podcast is is incredible and insane. I could go on about it for days, but uh, yeah. Yeah, it is yeah. so listeners, if you haven't checked that out, go to, I, I would hope that you'd have checked that out, but I will put the link in the show notes, regardless how I built this with Guy Raz. Have not checked out Diary of a CEO. I'll definitely put that on my to-do list. And then of course, whenever I really need a kick in the gut, I listen to Gary Vee and he motivates me just to do anything. I can be like, you know, feeling like a slug and I put some Gary Vee on and I'm like in the gym, you know, working out and, and tackling life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's he's something else, Gary Vee. I don't think there's anyone on the planet like him, but he's he's an incredible guy. I don't think we could handle two Gary Vs on this earth. So yeah, <laughs> no. only one and only Gary Vee and he is an, an entrepreneur animal. Yeah, <laughs> so true. Wanted to go kind of more into podcast shop talk, if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. So you use Anchor for your hosting platform. Was that the first one that you looked at? Did you research others? Would you mind walking me through kind of how you settled on Anchor? Yeah, so, you know, I wish I had some some really great story behind this, but um, it really just was a case of I was so eager to get going that I did like a little bit of research, but um. What just kept coming up was I'm, I'm not uh, super techie. I'll never admit to being super techie. And Anchor, I just came across it. I think 
yeah, like I said, bare, mi- bare minimum research because I just wanted to get going with it. And Anchor came up as people saying it was, you know, the most user friendly or the easiest to use straight off the bat. And it was also free. Um, and yeah, like I-, I don't really know about Buzzsprout or the other ones, but the fact that it just distributes everywhere without you having to really, you know, do much or worry about any of the, the back end of things. That's just how I settled on it. It was just I guess the most prominent one I came across, it just kept coming up and the ease of it and the fact that it was free. Okay. And have you been happy with it so far? Yeah. Uh, like it's, it's worked perfectly for me. Um, so far, I haven't come across any issues. The only thing that I, I'm not so hot on, I guess, is the, the stats that it gives you back. Um, I've seen some people's, uh, buzz sprout stats and it gives you, you know, really detailed maps of where it's being listened to and all that kind of thing um and i think the statistics on anchor are a little basic but that's the only only thing that i've come across that i you know made me think about um swapping over to somewhere else but so far i've been pretty happy with it okay that's good and a lot of my listeners are you know in the infancy of their podcast or thinking of starting a podcast and anchor just like you said lucy it's a great free way to do it and, you know, at the very minimum, you can see if you can commit yourself to podcasting. And if you like podcasting, Anchor is a great platform to do so. Yeah, 100%. That, like, I think there is so much to be said for not overthinking, you know, the starting process too much and not spending too much time on roadblocks, like paying, you know, paying for all of this stuff, like microphones, branding, music, all of this kind of thing. If, if you're not fully sure that you're going to be invested in this and you want it to last for a long time um, I think anchor is perfect to just hop on play around with it for a bit see if it's something you like and then you could perhaps do more research after that if you feel like you want to change or, or make make a jump to somewhere else hey everybody thank you so much for checking out the talking llama podcast and I hope you're enjoying this episode I wanted to take a moment to tell you how you can support the show as a patron with three different membership tiers for only one dollar per month I'll send you a personalized video thanking you for your support For $3 per month, you get exclusive access to the Talking Llama Herd, which is a private Discord server where you can talk with other creatives and myself about all things podcasting. For $10 a month, you get all the previous benefits, a free t-shirt made by me, and a monthly group Zoom call. If you're not able to be a patron right now, that is okay. You can still support the show by sharing it with a friend or leaving a review. Now, let's get back to the show. I like how you mentioned music, and I, I really like the music on the intro to your podcast it's just kind of very i don't know calming and inspiring so where, where did you find that is it uh did you do royalty free did a friend make it did you make it just curious yeah well first of all thank you <laughs> i appreciate you yes. saying that um yeah it's just royalty free um i found it on soundcloud um okay. and i just downloaded it from there Okay, that's great. And, uh, you know, listeners, it, it's important if you have music in your podcast, which is, I would say, encouraged. Make sure it is royalty free so you don't have someone coming at you saying you use their song. And then, I mean, I can't imagine the headache that that would entail afterwards. So royalty free SoundCloud. I didn't know SoundCloud had royalty free. I've used a couple others. Is there a good selection on SoundCloud, Lucy? Yeah, I found a lot. So uh, as you said, I really wanted to strike that tone of it being um, quite motivational and uplifting. Um, And there's there's a a good few that you can um, look through on there and it gives you you know different genres you can even type in if you're looking for like travel vlog music or anything like that you can type in the heading of what you want and and you can find it and you just need to root around um, a little bit on there and then yeah as you said double check that it is 
um, royalty free uh, before before you start adding adding things in because um, you will get in trouble for that. Um, and Definitely. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, but but I found it really good for for having a big selection on there. Great. And I know, and one of the questions I asked when we scheduled you to interview on the show is how long are your episodes usually? And I think you said about 45 minutes or so, but just looking, I have your Spotify page pulled up and a lot of your recent ones are about, I don't know, around the 35, a couple of twenties in there. Have you seen any more or have you seen any different levels of engagement between your longer or your shorter episodes? Yeah. So, um, to be honest, like I'm, I'm not really super fussy on, on timings. So in the beginning, I was fixated on making sure it was a certain length and things like that. And then afterwards, you know, I just kind of let it run for, for what, what it would be. And I don't, I don't want to leave anything in that's not, um, good content, uh, if, if that makes sense. So, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not super strict. I know I said 45 minutes, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not sure. super strict on the timing. Um, in terms of seeing engagement going up and down, I haven't noticed it because of the time of the episodes. Um, I more notice it just based on uh, the guests. Um, you know, it, it won't be because one's 20 minutes or one's 40 minutes. It's um, mostly because of who's on and what story they're sharing and things like that. So that's where I've noticed the difference in engagement, um, not not because of the time. I haven't okay. really thought about it, to be honest, <laughs> but that just just from thinking like that. So I've been doing, I've been having this internal struggle where I find myself like when I'm looking for podcast episodes to listen to, I'm having a hard time being able to commit myself to like an hour long episode anymore. Whereas I used to, I used to, and I don't know if my attention span has just decreased over the years or, or what it is, but I'm just curious. I find myself listening to like the 15, 20, really anything less than 30 minutes is kind of my sweet spot as a listener. And I'm just... I don't know. I don't know if there's other people out there who feel that way. Yeah, I'm sure there is. And I think, um, especially in this climate, a lot of things have changed with podcasting because I started, you know, it wasn't ages before the pandemic started, but it was like a month or two before the pandemic started. So I had a little bit of time in that arena before, you know, podcasting exploded and and things changed um, a little bit. And I really think it depends. So I... I always have podcasts on, you know, in the background while I'm working on my my laptop or whatever. Um, and for me personally, I think I would always be driven to choose episodes based on on the guest. That's just how my my mind operates when I'm looking through um, Apple, I guess. Uh, I don't really think about the time too much because they're just on in the background or but also um, I think it depends what you're doing or, or what, or, you know, if you really want to hyper focus in on something, I would agree with you that now um people definitely are more interested in like the 20 minute ones or whatever but that's changed so much from the commuting days and when everyone was going for work i do think the hour ones were good because people wanted to listen to something for an hour on the train or something like that you know um but yeah i i think every every day people's attention spans are getting shorter what is it now like i think you capture someone's attention for say with video for like three seconds or something like that and then and then it's gone um so yeah, like I think there's a lot of elements that go into it. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and I think my, like you said, my attention span, or maybe our, but I'll just pick on me, my attention span is just, I don't know, being spoiled by technology over the last how many years has just gotten smaller and smaller and smaller. So uh, there's, every morning when I work out, I listen to 
there's this podcast about the uh, U.S. stock market. It's like a three-minute episode, and it's like four highlights for the day of the stock market really quick, and that's awesome. Like three minutes, I can listen intently for three minutes and then put something else on. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Definitely yeah. something to, to watch as time goes on, I guess. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Did, did you notice any more or less listens to your show before during and as we enter the after period of the pandemic? Um, I think initially my listening dropped a little bit at the very start of the pandemic um, because I just don't think people were listening to um, podcasts as much because I feel like they they did become such a medium that was connected to the commuter lifestyle um, listening to podcasts and that's you know, every, everyone, well, I don't want to speak for everyone, but I know a lot of people were, you know, gearing their release times towards being available for commuters to get to in the morning and things. So um, initially, yeah, I think that uh, it dropped, but I have seen it pick back up, I think, once everyone settled again. And, and of course, you know, in the first few weeks of the pandemic, it was just a bit of chaos and everyone was obviously very on edge and, and confused and upset but then you know once people started to really take to going walking for about six hours a day because there was nothing else to do um it did really pick up and I, I feel like people were really using podcasts as a way to get their daily dose of human conversation that they were missing from um isolation so I think in that way my podcast has definitely gained more traction throughout um covid and in terms of being able to uh reach you know p- uh, reach people to come on and chat that potentially wouldn't have had the time before but now because of everyone being at home and zoom and things like that um definitely being able to really focus a lot more on the quality and um you know social channel distribution and getting really good guests on things like that so yeah i feel like it's it's picked up it dropped in a little bit at the start, but then it's, it's picked back up again. Yeah, I've noticed the same thing too. And I like how you said listening to podcasts is a form of human conversation. And, and that's so true. It kind of really does give you that personal connection to other people, especially when we're limited to with the people that we can you know go out and, and see and, and talk with. Yeah, definitely. I think it's such a nice thing to be able to, you know, either listen intently or to have on in the background just as some background noise, especially for people if they were isolating alone in their their apartments or or whatever. Um, and that's so for me when I compare, because my show is an interview style um, show, I often compare it to, you know, how it would be interviewing as just uh, a journalist for a journalistic piece of work. Um, it's so much nicer because you have so much freedom in podcasts to chat and really get you know, to know the, the person on the other end, it's not a static um, line of hard questioning that you've had to have approved. And, you know, it's very strict on what, what you need to talk about. In a podcast, you can really just let it flow and, and um, converse with the person that you're chatting to, which is what people really want to know about. You know, we're all nosy just by nature. We want to know sure. what people are really like. And I feel like through podcasting, you can get these you know, insanely influential people that, as we spoke about earlier, seem a little bit unattainable to to their lifestyle or even to chat to or anything like that. And then to just hear them sitting down, you know, with a cup of tea in isolation, having a chat with someone else, it's a really nice, nice thing to listen to. And it, it I think it just opens up 
um, that whole human connection so much more. It makes everyone seem, as you said, I'm using the word human again, um, but I can't think of another word. Um, It just makes everyone relate a bit more to each other. and, And I think that's amazing that you can just get that by a form of media on your phone, you know? Definitely. That's why I see podcasts being the next big thing, if they're not the big thing yet, but the next big thing as we continue this post-pandemic life. And as we're wrapping up here, Lucy, I wanted to ask you one final question. And it is, what if you had a couple pieces of advice that you could tell someone who is thinking of starting a podcast? Or what, what do you wish you would have known when you were starting your podcast that you know now that would have helped? I think it's that thing of uh, done is better than perfect. Um, I would be a real big perfectionist, you know, and I sit there pouring over my audio for hours, you know, especially with the with the pandemic and having to record everything over Zoom. You know, if you have like a break in the connection or something like that, it freaks me out to to listen to it, even though most people are really not bothered by it at all because they're listening to the conversation. But um, even before, you know, if there's any little thing I need to chop it out or you know I would get a bit nervous releasing episodes and all of that so just to not be so nitpicky with it and to understand that people really do just want to hear the conversation you know if your conversation is good enough and you're chatting about cool things people will listen um and yeah I always just say you know just create that opportunity for yourself and don't let the roadblocks stop you so we spoke about you know waiting because you don't have music or waiting because you don't have a cover um, cover art or whatever it is, you know, at the end of the day, they're all just excuses for your fear, I guess. And just to, to not worry so much about what people are going to think about it um, when it comes out, because if you're happy with it, that's all that, all that matters, you know? Um, and then I guess more of a technical thing at use social media more effectively earlier so when I started my podcast, I was doing a set of exams. So I didn't really have time to put loads into the marketing side of things. Um, but I still wanted, you know, to get to get it out there and to get it started. Um, but then once the pandemic hit and I'd finished my exams, I could put a lot more time and effort into building a bit more of an online community and interacting with other podcasters like yourself and, you know, asking people for advice, not thinking that I need to know all the answers myself. Um, and yeah, putting that time into creating content online that goes with the podcast that people want to consume as well. Those are all great points. And I, I, the first one you said is what resonates with me. And what I try to preach to everybody is done is better than perfect. Mm-hmm. Like the 80% solution now is better than a 100% solution and three weeks or at an unknown time. So just start it, do something and guess what, you'll figure it out along the way. Yeah, 100%. Well, Lucy, I wanted to thank you so much for coming on the show. I had, I thought the conversation was awesome. I know the listeners are going to walk away from this with a lot of things to think about and ways to take the awesome stuff that you told us about and, and implement it in their podcast. So if listeners want to check you out, where can they go to do that, Lucy? Yeah, so first of all, thank you so much for having me on. Um, I really enjoyed our, our chat and I really appreciate the opportunity that you've given me. Um, and so, yeah, so my my personal Instagram is at Luce Norris. Um, if you want to chat, reach out. I'm always open to, to helping anyone out if they have questions or just having a conversation. Um, and my podcast Instagram is at what it's like pod. Um, yeah, so you can also reach out on there as well. 
Outstanding. Well, it has been a pleasure to have you on the show, and thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Hey there, my llama friends. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you want to learn more about Talking Llama Media, please head to our website at TalkingLlama.com. If you find value in the show, please subscribe. And if this content really resonates with you, please consider sharing it with a friend or leaving a review to help spread the Talking Llama message. To stay up to date with all the latest llama happenings, follow me on Instagram and LinkedIn at IanRoth1 and Twitter at TalkingLlama1. Thank you so much for your support. Stay confident, stay creative, and most importantly, speak your legacy. I'll see you next time.